Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning comes from Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46, and can be found on page 1542 in your pew Bible. Matthew records, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne, and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. And I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous, they will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison, and go to visit you. And the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. And they will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And then they will go away to eternal punishment, but to the righteous will go to eternal life. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated.
Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So I have a, I have a story for you. Do you all have some time? I know you do. There was a man that was walking on the beach and he found a magic lamp. And when he rubbed the lamp, a genie appeared and told him that he would be granted just one wish. Apparently, tough times call for cutbacks. And it would seem that the granting wishes business is no different and has had to make some cuts in their own product line. Be that as it may, the man was given just one wish. No, he didn't ask for unlimited wishes. Without hesitation, the man asked for a copy of the newspaper with the stock market report that would be published exactly one year from that day. And suddenly, the paper was in his hands and the genie disappeared. With prideful, greedy eyes, the man scanned the columns of the paper and identified stocks in which he could invest and make hundreds of millions of dollars. Pleased with himself and his clever plan, he turned the page of that paper only to find his own obituary. Now this isn't a true story, of course. But it does serve the purpose as we consider this morning's gospel reading from Matthew 25. The passage is about Jesus coming in judgment. That is, the time when he will separate the sheep from the goats. Believers, unbelievers. And scripture says elsewhere that Jesus will come like a thief in the night. And in other words, the day and the hour are unknown. And consequently, we are warned that today is the appointed day. Today is the day of salvation. Now when the time comes, Jesus will descend from heaven with the shout of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. Delight, delight will fill the hearts of the faithful while others will be racked in fear. Now the ancients depicted Jesus' return in iconic images. There's one called the ruler of all, and you'll find that image on our Reformation Lutheran Church Facebook page. I put it there this morning. It's a picture of a mosaic, and it has our Lord's expression on his face. It's grave, and it's also full of sweetness of a 
compassionate Lord who's come to take on himself the sins of the world. I invite you to look at our Facebook page, not right now, but later. In that mosaic, you'll see that Christ is clothed in, in dark blue, but his tunic is represented as having this, it's being a glorious, glorious vestment of gold. And the right hand is, is folded like this in a gesture of a benediction, and it inclines toward the gospel of which he has in his other hand, the gospel which Christ offers to his faithful. The Bible in his hand is open at the passage from the gospel of Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, where it says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. In Matthew 25, 32, 33, we read, Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. And having separated the sheep from the goats, Jesus then recounts all of the good by the sheep and all of the evil done by the goats. And as he says, the sheep fed the hungry, that they gave a drink to the thirsty, and that they clothed the naked. Conversely, the goats did none of the same. And consequently, he says to them, depart from me you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, while it is clear that there is a definite separation between the sheep and the goats, that is the holy and the unholy, sin Sin causes the sheep to sometimes fear that they are bad sheep. Sorry. That they're bad sheep. And the goats hear this, and sometimes the goats assume that they are good goats. In other words, the sheep recognize all of the bad things that they've done in life. And they sometimes fear that those things will be brought up on that day of judgment. You ever thought that? I hope that doesn't get brought up. The goats, on the other hand, 
on the left. They assume that every act of theirs with a seeming sense of virtue will be counted to their credit on the day of judgment. In reality, if we take a look closely at the text in Matthew 25, you'll find this. You'll find that Jesus commends the sheep. That is, he has nothing but good to say about them. Nothing but good to say about the sheep. He doesn't have anything contrary. Now, on the other hand, the left hand, he condemns the goats, having nothing good to say about them or to them. Now, somewhere, somewhere in our DNA, somewhere in our flesh, we have imprinted there the notion that God will judge the world on the last day with some sort of two-column ledger system. You know, the good and the bad, right? And deep within our psyche is the notion that as long as the good column is longer than the bad, well, we'll be okay. And consequently, it's sort of a natural state for us to think in terms of bad goats and good sheep. Our perception, however, could not be farther from the truth. Again, Scripture tells us exactly what the day of judgment will be like. Jesus, the ruler of all, will separate the sheep from the goats solely on the basis of faith. Goats are goats because they in life denied the grace and mercy of God in Christ. And consequently, they will stand before God naked, as it were, in the unfettered corruption of their flesh. Even every supposed good thing they had done in life is counted as sin against them because they were so proud as to assume that they could impress God. And while they hoped that there would be that two-sided ledger of good and bad, there was only bad for the goat. Everything is known about their life from God who, from whom no secrets are hid. Everything in their life is wrong. They had trusted in themselves and they are found most decidedly in want. Conversely, on the other hand, sheep are sheep. Sheep are sheep by virtue of their trust in their dependence on Christ, who throughout life called them by name and spoke to them through his word. They are sheep. You are sheep because you hear him say, I have called you by name. You are mine. They are sheep 
Because they hear him say, I have loved you unto death, even death on the cross. They are sheep because they hear him say, Take and drink. This is my blood that's shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. They are sheep because there are few words more meaningful to them than God's word of absolution. I forgive you all of your sins. They are sheep because they have been washed in the blood of God's precious lamb. So when the sheep, when you, when I stand before God on the day of judgment, he will commend you for the good done throughout your life because he fills your life with good things. Your life, in other words, is sanctified, made holy through the faith that you have in Christ. Whether you are feeding the hungry or working a job and providing for your family or loving your spouse and your children or simply being a friend to someone else, he says, well done. It's all good because it's done through faith in Jesus Christ. Now I can hear you say, but pastor, what about my sins? I mean your sins and my sins. What about all of those times when I didn't feed the hungry? When I did not extend a hand of compassion to someone who needed it? What about those times, I'm ashamed to say, when I was angry with God or when I failed to thank him for all of his goodness to me? What about those times when I took his grace for granted or when I confessed my sin and then committed the same sin yet again? Maybe before my bumper cleared the driveway on the way out of church. Well, I got another story to tell you. We are running out of time, but I'll, I'll be brief. There is an old legend about a man named Martin of Tours. St. Martin. He's around 361. And as it turns out that Martin Luther was actually named after him. And as the legend goes, Martin was at home one day, Martin of Tours. And there came a knock at the door. And he answered it. And there was a man standing there who claimed to be Jesus at his door. And Martin suspected that the man actually might be evil, the angel of darkness who had come to tempt him. 
So Martin decided that he would put the man to test. So he asked him, What sin is it that most often grips me that I have to confess to you over and over again? What sin is that? Well, without hesitation, the man at the door said, I don't remember. I I don't remember. At which time Martin welcomed his Lord into his home. And on the day of judgment, hear this now, Jesus will not remember your sins. This whole side of the supposed ledger will have been washed away in the crimson flow of his blood. But more than that, you will be astonished by all of the good that he brought forth from your life. All of the good from your life. There's a song in our green hymnal I'm going to read the words of comfort. If you read the hymns, they're like little mini sermons, little proclamations. Listen to this now. See the Lamb so long expected comes with pardon down from heaven. Let us haste with tears of sorrow, one and all to be forgiven. So when next he comes in glory and the world is wrapped in fear, he will shield us with his mercy and with words of love draw near. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. In the name of Jesus, amen.